You're listening to the Mind Your Business Podcast, episode number 167. Today, I'm talking all about how to manifest more money. So, stay tuned. Hi, I'm James Wedmore, and I've built a multiple seven-figure internet business that offers the financial freedom to do what I want, when I want. And I'm the first to say that hard work and hustle are not essential ingredients for your success. So how do you build a thriving business from the inside out? Now with over 1.2 million downloads, this is the Mind Your Business Podcast. Prior to signing up for Business by Design, what was probably missing was focus and clarity. Trusting in James and just following his processes has helped me streamline my business, simplify it, and with simplicity comes clarity, and with clarity comes action. Business by Design has, has impacted my whole life, not just my business. I, I'm working fewer hours now. Um, everything I do is much more focused. Now I know exactly what I need to do and what, what I need to focus on instead of doing all those kind of things I was doing. To see that it was a game changer in our business seems like it's selling it so short. It was a lifestyle change, it was a dream change, it was a perspective change, it was a universe change. I've spent the past six months producing an eight-part mini-series entitled The Rise of the Digital CEO in order to help transform inner-driven entrepreneurs like yourself into who you need to become in order to grow and operate a thriving business that actually runs itself instead of it running you. So if you're ready to step into that digital CEO role that you know you were meant for, head on over to www.jameswedmore.com forward slash rise right now. All right, what's up you guys? James Wedmore here. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Mind Your Business podcast. I'm especially excited for today's episode because it's all inspired by a post I shared on Instagram. Hey, by the way, thanks so much for following me and hanging out with me over on Instagram. Loving your feedback, your comments, your sharing, your breakthroughs, what you've been creating, manifesting, discovering, realizing. Thank you, I really appreciate that. So about a week ago, or so, I posted something that said, money doesn't come from effort. And it got a little controversial. I love it. In fact, like, there's a lot of inner conflict I saw with people where there was a lot of like, do you agree? And it's like, yes, but, and there was always this big but after it for uh, a lot of people. Like, a lot of people saying stuff like, yes, but you still gotta work hard, or yes, but you gotta be deserving. I like that. (laughs) So I like a little bit of the controversy. So I wanted to dedicate an episode to that. So I'm going to start with a question. You know, as you know here, if you've been a regular listener, I like to get you to start thinking, start thinking differently. So we're going to start with a little bit of a riddle. Where does money come from? I ask this to a lot of my clients all the time. Where does money come from? I'm going to let you ponder that while I get you caught up on what I'm doing, where I've been. I just got back from Italy. If you've been listening to the podcast, I was in Italy for a few weeks, which is a great time to kind of relax, hang out with my wife, hang out with family. And now we are back. We're back in the office. We're back in California. It's like summer's here. I'm looking out the window. It's, it's beautiful. It's sunny. It's hot. I love it. 
I should be in the water. I probably will be after this podcast. And we have our very exciting eight-part mini-series going live this June 14th. You've been hearing me talk about it on the podcast, on Instagram. I am so pumped for this and I cannot wait for you guys to see this. The episodes are are like done and ready. We just got them back from our videographer. I've been sending them to a few of our existing clients and customers and friends. And <laughs> all I'm going to say is their feedback is amazing. Like they're, they're blown away by this. And uh, I'm so excited to share it with you. So make sure if you haven't already, mark your calendars for June 14th because I cannot wait to share that series with you. Yes, it's cinematic and high quality, but it's also high value. I'm basically pulling back the curtain to share with you the five systems that we've put into our business in order to scale it, to build a multiple seven-figure business around my content, around this podcast, around my passions, how I've been able to build a team, how I've been able to market, how I've been able to reach more people, how I've been able to automate, how I've been able to travel more, all that fun stuff. And I can't wait to share it with you. So that's June 14th. In the meantime, what I would love to do as well so I can connect with you more on Instagram, since we're talking about money today, which is a big part about building a business, right? I would love if you would take a screenshot. If you're listening to this on your mobile device, go ahead and just take a screenshot and post it in your Instagram stories and tag me. I'd love also, not to just tag me, but share any takeaway, uh, anything that you wanna share, anything that's inspired you during this this episode. Because this is, you know, the money one. It's a doozy. It's always a doozy when we talk money, right? But I wanna hear from you. I love it when I hear feedback from our listeners. It's nice to know that there are people listening. That always makes me really, really happy. So thank you. I'll see you over on Instagram. Also, because we're talking about money and there's a lot of, you know, just people have a lot of money stuff. Like these become the most popular episodes because like business and entrepreneurship becomes about money. It becomes about chasing money. I saw this, this meme on Instagram today. I mean, I'll have to like repost it on my account or something. And it's like a, a young guy and he's chasing after money and then it cuts and he's like a little bit older and he's got a pile of money but he's still chasing more and then it cuts again and he's an old man and he's got all this money but he's at the end of a cliff and it says the end. And you know, then there's some kind of like meme like hashtag deep and um, you know, whoa, don't spend your life chasing money because you'll just get to the end and you'll be like, what was it all for? And the thing I wanna say is It's so true. It's profound, it's simple, it's true. We all kind of know that in the back of our head, right? Like, do you want to spend your life chasing money, being away from your family, sacrificing your health, your energy, your relationships, your happiness, all for money? Of course not. But here's the problem I have with that. In that moment, people have created an A or B conversation, which is BS. It's that either spend your life chasing money or go out and live your life. Did you notice that? I mean, I I wish in this moment it was a video podcast so I could show you this image. But that's what people are doing when they see an image like that. And that's how most people are operating. They're either choosing like, okay, I'm going to spend my life chasing money and then like, you know, so I can have like a yacht one day and it'll all be worth it. 
I'll sacrifice all those years and you know, blah, 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 blah. Or I'm just like, no, I'm going to be like a broke hippie homeless person, but I'm going to live and love my life, you know, or, or some variation of that. That's ridiculous. This, this is absolutely ridiculous. And that's another thing that's really inspiring this conversation today is that why is it an either or conversation? And when we answer this question, which I will give you the answer, where does money come from? What you're going to discover is that there is answer C, that there is a third option that doesn't have to be spend your life chasing money or spend your life broke, but happy that there is a third option available to you, an option where you get it all, an option where you have money, abundance, and the happiness, the health, the relationships, the friendships, the richness of your bank account, and the richness of your life. So if you've kind of in the background been thinking it's an either or, maybe it's time to choose again. Maybe it's time to create a new possibility, a new future, a new reality that you can step into today where it's not one or the other, it's both. And when we answer this question, you're gonna see how that is possible. In fact, like there really is no other way. I mean, why would you wanna do it any other way? Okay, so where does money come from? A lot of people when I ask this question, when I asked it on Instagram, people are saying like, my clients, my customers, my webinars, my, if you're an employee, my boss or my company or the customers that buy stuff from the company and then I get a salary or a paycheck, right? And then some people wanna get really smart and they're like, the Fed, <laughs> right? So this is where we tend to look as the answer of where money comes from. And what I wanna offer, and you may not believe me right now, but keep an open mind and stay a little coachable. I'm here to help. And one of the things I was talking about recently on another podcast is what I'm clear about what I'm doing and what I'm here to share on this podcast is that all the stuff I'm sharing is stuff that I first learned myself. And I had a hard time learning it, okay? So I really appreciate and acknowledge and have a lot of respect for the skeptics. So like, if you've shared this podcast, or you, you should, like with someone who like, is kind of looking, you know, they're skeptical, they're having some money issues, I'm putting that in air quotes, and you really wanna start to open their mind to a different route, like you're in the right place because I was extremely skeptical. My dad is the, he taught me the greatest work ethic in the world because he's the hardest working man I know. So I learned that growing up, just like how you're teaching your children how to be in the world. That's how I learned. My parents are both extremely hardworking people, individuals. So I came for all this information with a very skeptical, very, very skeptical because I was so hardworking, but I was broke. The hard work wasn't working for me. And so if you've done the hard work route, you're working your tail off and you're not making money, then maybe like just keep an open mind that maybe we don't know everything. Maybe we don't have all the answers and maybe there is another way. Maybe there's an easier way. And that's what I'm here to share is that when I was learning this information, one of the reasons why I was so skeptical is because everyone that I was hearing it from didn't have money. They were all like, and, and look, I'm not judging or anything. They were just like spiritual gurus, right? And it's like, yeah, but you don't have money and you're talking about this abundance and the manifesting and the law of attraction, but you don't have anything. And I had to get over that and become this scientist in my own life and experiment with this stuff. And, you know, I've shared many stories on many episodes about 
miracles that have happened and things that have happened. And, and for those who maybe are being introduced to me for the first time, like if someone shared this episode with you, you understand that it, part of the power is not just the message, but the person who is sharing the message. And everything I'm sharing is coming from my own personal experience of using it. This is not theory or fluff. I'm like, this sounds really good. Like, I'm going to just share that. This is me learning something, practicing it, putting it into application. I'm just over 10 years in business with a multi-million dollar a year business and it keeps growing year after year and I continue to work less and less. And my team is the same way. <laughs> it's not like, oh, I'm going to work an hour a week and then, you know, you could just go like kill yourself, <laughs> like working, working to the bone. We all use this stuff. In fact, I was just talking with our coaching clients how the person who runs our social media, Diana, is crushing it right now. And I believe that she's using this stuff. She's getting very intentional. She's manifesting to grow our audience. Like I've seen a huge shift in how the way she shows up in managing our social media. So this all plays a huge role. And so it's one thing to listen to the message. It's also another thing like who's saying the message? I just want you to know that everything I'm sharing here has come from my own personal experience and real results that I have in my life. And I will give, I will share some of those in this episode. All right. That was my disclaimer. Whew. Okay. So here's the deal. I would like you to keep an open mind that if we said the answer to where does money coming from is clients, customers, boss, my company, the fed, whatever the answer was that these are effects like, you know, cause and effect. So we actually, grow up in a world we like we're raised into a world of a context of cause and effect like this caused that right and so what i want to offer is that these are effects number one and if you say that this is your supply like this is where money comes from you are giving your power to that right so like if it's your boss just to give an example where money comes from, like you give your, like we have so much weight and stories and power that we give money. And then we just give all of our power to our boss. Like our survival is in his or her hands, right? And the stress and the burden and the fears that are latent in that can be really powerful for a lot of people. And then of course you upset your boss, you have a, you know, they have a bad day. You're like, Oh my goodness, my supply is in threat. Like my very survival, right? So notice in these examples, we give our power to this and I don't want that happening because we've all had a great firing story of we've heard one, right? Especially an entrepreneur. If you've ever talked to an entrepreneur that's had a firing story, they'll always come back in hindsight and say that getting fired was the best thing that ever happened to me they'll go on to tell this story of this amazing success. And you'll, you'll notice that it may have appeared on the surface that the source of their money was their boss until they got fired. But then that door closed and something even greater opened up for them. So they were still given a supply. There was still a source providing to them, but we're so focused on just what we can see, just what's in front of us that if it doesn't immediately like pass this logic test, we like, nope, uh-uh, doesn't, that's, no, this is just a coincidence, right? And I always encourage my listeners to take a step back and look at your life from a broader perspective, from a bigger view than you are, not just from an immediate cause and effect. Like, you know, I, my boss handed me a paycheck I cashed it, therefore that's where money comes from. That's like the most simplistic view, but that's what we're doing so often. And I know if I look back in my life, 
at the things like I shared a story on one of the recent episodes, how I had a falling out with a business partner basically, you know, kicks me out. Well, he wasn't my source of revenue. He wasn't my source of money because as soon as that happened, I made a decision that this was going to be the best thing that ever happened to me. And less than two months later, I had a huge opportunity that fell in my lap that changed my life and is the reason I'm here today. And I can only imagine if, if I wouldn't have had that falling out where I'd be, right? So that broader perspective, you know, hindsight's always twenty twenty. But if we're only looking at that immediate thing, like who's signing your check, we are giving our power to that effect. And we're not looking from a broader perspective. So where does money come from? I'll answer it in a moment. If James here on this podcast is saying it doesn't come from clients and customers and you know, sales and it comes from my webinar, you know, whatever it is that you're saying. If I'm saying it's not coming from that, I will give you the answer. But one of the things that most of us, myself included, if not all of us have subconsciously linked is that money comes from our effort. Money comes from our effort. And that was the post I said, you know, that was a little controversial that in fact, money does not come from effort. And you might still be thinking that, right? I think at some age, we just decided, you know, and it's very easy to do that. I can really understand that at a young age, you know, maybe you got your first job where someone told you, all right, kid, I'm going to pay you a quarter an hour to sweep the floors, right? <laughs> that was my old time, old time radio voice here. Here's a, and then he flips the coin to you and you catch it in your coin purse. And, you know, thanks, you know, <laughs> thanks, mister. All right. There's my voices for this episode. Right. And so you're like, oh, if I work one hour, I get a quarter. If I work two hours, boy, could imagine if I worked four hours, I'd get four quarters. That's a whole dollar. And immediately in that moment, boom, if I work more hours, if I put out more effort, more time, then I'll make more money. And so, boom, money gets linked to effort. Effort as in time and energy. And I'm here to say money does not come from effort. But why would you want it to be, right? If you still want to argue that, why? Why would you want to argue it? Because here's the consequence of holding on to that and operating from this way, is that your results, in other words, money, because that's the thing all business owners are after, at the end of the day, like, yes, we want to make an impact. Yes, we want to help people. Absolutely. But you can also do that with a charity. You can help people for free, right? Part of the business is to be able to generate revenue and revenue that, you know, can sustain your lifestyle so you don't have to go find money somewhere else, right? So I get it. So if we're operating from this system, this modus operandi that money comes from effort, well, you've immediately limited yourself. You've put yourself in the smallest box possible because effort is a finite resource. Your time, we all know, this is, you know, just put it through the logic test. Time is limited. There are only so many hours in a day. There are only so many hours in a week or days in a week, weeks in a month, right? So even though you could say yes to some sort of hourly rate. And I see people do this with like coaching, like, yeah, it's like 50 bucks an hour to work with me, blah, blah, blah. Right. Well, you've immediately limited how much you can make because there's only so many clients you can take on. Right. And on top of that, which I think is even more valuable than our time is energy, our energy. Like, have you ever 
done a coaching call maybe and you've coached someone else and you're like exhausted at the end of it. Sometimes I'll do a podcast like where I'm interviewed on someone else's and I'm just tapped out afterwards. Like I'm really exhausted. I was like, wow, that was only like 45 minutes and I'm exhausted. So there's a usage of energy, which means I don't have as much energy for that next hour that I did before. And then of course I'll need time in order to replenish that energy. Maybe just a little bit of time, but I still need time. So we immediately put ourselves in a box and limit ourselves. And then of course, if we want more money, we don't think of any other way or possibility to create more money than to work harder and work longer. But there's only so much work you can do and there's only so many hours you can work before you've tapped out and then burnt out. And so that's ultimately what I see is that little meme of someone chasing money. They're chasing money because, or it appears to us that someone is chasing money because they're operating from this money comes from effort, so I must give my effort to get it. I must work for it. I must work in order to get it. And if I just work harder and longer, then I'll get more of it. Like it's this direct ratio. And even though like saying that, you're like, yeah, that sounds pretty logical to me, James. It's still not where money comes from. Because how many of us, let's be honest, how many of us know someone that is working their butts off right now? Who's been working for a long time, like maybe years, and they've still got nothing to show for it. So we know money doesn't come from effort. Like I remember hearing somebody, gosh, I forget where this was. It was in a comment somewhere and saying how hard they'd been working in their business that like they deserved it now. Like almost as if they treated their business as if there was some CEO above them in their business that was noticing them working hard and saying, okay, you get your promotion. And I see so many people doing that. Does that make sense? Like so many people saying, let me prove to somebody something, how hard I'm working so that I can finally be worth it. I can finally be deserving. And we keep operating this way until we burn out. So let me ask you this. Let me, let me throw it the other way. You know, we all have seen someone who's, because it was me, I worked my tail off and wasn't making a dime. I work less today than I did the first four years when I struggled, okay? And so chances are you know someone. It might be you that you know. Uh, it might be somebody else that's working extremely hard, right? Now, let me ask you this. Can you think of at least one time in your life that, and I want to use the word made in quotes, made money, like received money, attracted money, manifested money, obtained, obtained money in some fashion, and it didn't require effort as a prerequisite to obtaining the money? Can you think for just a moment? Can you start to give me some inkling of proof and evidence to demonstrate for yourself that money doesn't come from effort. You know, I've shared this story recently and a long time ago, but it was, for me, it was such a powerful story because it was where so much changed for me. Like it just blew the lid off of what was possible. And it was when I manifested Tony Robbins tickets, right? And so I've told this story for our existing listeners, so I won't retell it. But the turning point for me was that up until that 
moment, I had been in my head saying, well, if I want to buy these tickets, I've got to work, find out a way to work and make a thousand bucks and then I'll be able to buy the tickets. And I stopped in that moment. I said, wait a second. Or I could use all this weird woo-woo manifesting stuff and I could just manifest the tickets. And that's exactly what I did. I didn't go find money or go work for money and then get the tickets. Okay. And that's where we start to expand the horizon of what is possible. So there's another question for you. Do you have at least one experience in your life of something that you wanted just like landed in your lap? Like maybe you want a dream vacation. Maybe a neighbor was like getting rid of something that you were looking for and you're like, oh, I'll take it. Or someone just like gave you a gift at the right time without even like, it wasn't even a birthday or a holiday. Oh my goodness, thank you. Of course, we all have experiences like this, but we just chalk it up to, no, I mean, that's just a coincidence, right? The logical brain always wants to talk us out of that. So hopefully we can at least have some examples, an example of someone who's working their tail off and not getting the money that they want. Maybe you found yourself working harder and harder and either your money isn't going up or it's going down. So you can start to notice that effort is not linked to money. And then you've probably found at least one example of money coming to you. It didn't require any effort or something you really wanted came to you in a very bizarrely serendipitous way. So where does money come from? Well, how you interpret it is up to you, but money comes from source. Now you can interpret source as God, the universe, Source, you can interpret it as yourself. You know, I really like this idea of, you know, switching from cause and effect to being the cause in your life. So money comes from source and money, just like everything else, is energy. And really, it's as simple as you being aligned and tuning into the same frequency of money. Now, in a moment, I'm going to get into the science of this a bit, because this was also for someone who would be a skeptic, and the science really helped me. So when you start to hear this, it's like, what? All right, weirdo. (laughs) But this is a fantastic book I've read several times. I'd highly recommend it. It's called The Abundance Book by John Randolph Price. Most of the time, he'll use God in exchange for source. So if, you know, some people just get weird around the word God. It's so funny, but people get weird with words. But you can choose not to let words, you know, trigger you if you'd like. But it's a really powerful book. And I'm just going to read a quote from that book that I really liked. This book made a huge impact on me years ago. Your only source, like source of money and abundance and things you want, your only source is the God presence within you. If your mind is on the source, the cause, then supply flows freely. If your mind is on the effect, then you block the flow. That's from the abundance book, John Randolph Price. Fantastic book. Okay. So what do I mean when we say that, you know, where does money come from? Money comes from source, universe, God, and money is energy. Well, let's 
hit the left brain for a moment and talk about some of the sciencey stuff. Okay. And so again, not an expert in this, right? But this is the best way I was able to interpret it for myself years ago that made me go, oh, this, okay, I can really wrap my brain around this and understand it. So the big shift in the science world happened with, you know, you, we all know the E equals MC squared equation that good old Albie Einstein came up with and shared with the world, right? But a lot of people don't really know what it means or why it's even significant. The reason it was significant is that this was the first time in the scientific community that they were able to link energy and matter as being one in the same. Up until this point, these things were considered separate, energy and matter. And really what we mean by energy is anything moving, like it has a vibration or a frequency or it's a wave, okay? Like, for example, sound, you know, it has a wave, it's a frequency, right? And matter, something physical. And so E equals MC squared was the first time that these were linked and considered not separate, that they are, in fact, one and the same. And, you know, then quantum physics started to develop, and we've all heard of what that is, right? And what they noticed is quantum physicists started using light and looking at, like, light photons, and they noticed that at times these light photons would behave like a wave, which is energy, which is a frequency, right? It has an actual wave pattern when it's measured and other times like a particle. And this is where they noticed that everything that we learned in physics, like Newtonian physics, completely flips on its head once you reach the subatomic level. And that's what quantum physics basically starts to have a conversation around is anything at the subatomic level, which is what an atom is made up of, you know, electrons, protons, neutrons, etc. And like, there's crazy, crazy stuff that maybe you've heard before that when you look at an atom, so like, it depends on how old you are. I mean, like, I, I, mean, I graduated high school in the, what, 2006, no, 2002. You know, there's the old school description of an atom that we were mostly taught in school. And now what quantum physicists will tell you is that an atom is 99.99999% empty space. It's 99.99999 empty space. And I've heard examples of like the nucleus of an atom is equivalent to being a dime inside a small chapel. And that that's the only solid piece in the entire atom, which is just nuts. But that it's, you know, has a frequency, it's moving so fast that it would appear or be able to create what would appear to us as something as physical. Crazy, right? So what makes up everything in our physical world is stuff that is made up of atoms. But what quantum physics tells us is that at the subatomic level, like the things that make up atoms can be perceived and seen and this is where it just gets like so crazy as both a wave, which is energy and a particle, which is considered physical energy. So it's both at like the same time. Right. And so there's, you know, and you can go study this or Google this, but there's something called the observer effect. Some of you maybe heard this where quantum physicists discovered that the person or the observer who was 
actually observing a tiny particle that's you know making up an atom actually has an impact and affects that particle's behavior by the simple observation or what probably will later be called their intention that an electron or these particles can exist simultaneously in an infinite amount of infinite possibilities and only becomes manifested and real and physical when it is observed. Now that's me doing the best job I can to share the science that really helped my mind is that our consciousness, the energy that we're made up of and our intentional consciousness can have an, I mean, it's been scientifically proven, can have an impact, can have an effect on particles like electrons. All right, so why am I sharing all this? Okay, well, if you took this sciencey stuff and brought this back to our lives, what it's basically saying is that if an electron can exist simultaneously in an infinite amount of possibilities, and if everything is made up of all these subatomic particles, then anything and everything exists simultaneously in an infinite amount of possibilities right now. Everything, like you being a rock star, you being wealthy, you being healthy, you being married, you being living on the beach, you doing this, you doing that, all exist in an infinite amount of possibilities and probabilities, and that it's our conscious attention and awareness that can bring that possibility into fruition. And that's it. Now, it sounds so good, too good to be true, right? <laughs> but I want you to notice that, and we can talk more about how to do this in a lot of the episodes here I do, but notice that if this were true for a moment, if what I'm proposing is true, is that it's, it's about our attention, it's really about our energetic alignment with what we want that will collapse and manifest the probability that we are wanting. And I'm putting wanting in air quotes for a moment because part of wanting is, is actually part of the problem. And we'll get into that. But notice that if this were true, then effort in terms of physical effort, like linear time and space effort is not required. And I also like to say, and I think this was an Abraham Hicks quote, that there's no amount of effort that can compensate for a lack of alignment. And so if we go back to something like money, money is energy, so it's vibrating at a frequency, and there's even a version of you that has all the money, the house, the car, all the things you want, the, the yes, the material stuff, you're allowed to have and want and desire material stuff, and, and also the other stuff you want, right? You're allowed to want. But there's a version of you, let's just propose for a moment that there's a version of you that has all that stuff. That is then therefore vibrating or at a certain frequency. It's like a tuning fork or a, a radio station you know, signal. And it then becomes our job to simply tune to that frequency. And we do that through our attention 
our attention that creates an intention and our emotional state. Like if you were to imagine that version of you that has what you want, including the money, how would you feel? Who would you be? What would that feel like? What thoughts would you think? What would your life look like? But seriously, most importantly, how would that feel? And if you started and continued to feel that way now, you might discover some miracles showing up in your life. But we don't do that. We look at our bills and we get upset. We look at a refund and we get angry or scared or fearful. We start working harder because we need money. We get needy. We get impatient. And there's a lot of fear. And let me ask you, if you had all the money that you wanted in your life and you knew that you would continue to have all the money in your life, would you feel any fear around money then? Would you worry about whether or not you could pay your bills? Would you even worry about someone refunding or asking for money back? No. Of course you wouldn't. Come on, you wouldn't. And that's the point. You're on the wrong radio station. That's it. It's plain and simple. So there's no effort required to start attracting and manifesting money into your life. In fact, it's really the effort we're doing now that's pushing it away. There's a lot that if you're not happy with your money situation, there's a lot that you're doing to actually push it away. And that's what needs to stop. Like there's the efforts that we need to stop, which is, which is the biggest ones are what we'll just call like being needy, like needing money. When you are needy, you get what you put out. So you're just getting more neediness. You're getting more reasons to need it, but you don't actually get it. When you want it so badly, that's the energy of wanting, not the energy of having. What if you had the energy of gratitude, of faith, of trust, of excitement, of, of joy, and more gratitude? And then, of course, the other thing I look at, so, you know, we got to drop that. The quicker you stop needing money and making it so important, you know, drop your attachment to it, you can let it come in. But there's something else, I think, that is worth bringing up. And these are all the money stories. So, you know, it's almost like you go to a department store or a, you go shopping for that new outfit and you got to like, you know, before you put on the new outfit, you got to take off the old one, right? Like you don't go put on a new dress on top of your existing dress, right? Like that just sounds silly. And then you're like, okay, let me try this other one too. And then you put that on top. Now you're wearing like three outfits at once right? So to actually try this on and do this right would actually take having to take off all our existing preconceived notions about money that we have, like some of the biggest ones being that I don't deserve it. But here's the thing, beneath I don't deserve it is a story 
that you have to be deserving of money to even have it, let alone whether or not you're deserving of it. And that's why I really loved the science part, because if you look at it from a purely scientific standpoint, like let's look at another scientific example. Like, you know, if you remember science class when you like put the beaker over the burner and like the water got to whatever temperature it gets at and boils, right? You could do that in every science class in the world and the water will boil at the exact same temperature. And if it's the same size burner in the same amount of water, it will also bubble. It'll bubble at the same time, right? Did I say burn or bubble? <laughs> it'll start, the water will start bubbling at the same temperature, okay? Does that water need to be more deserving? Does it need to be worthy of being bubbled before it can start to bubble? No, it's just always going to bubble when the heat gets to that certain temperature. And it's the same thing here. If we look at this from this quantum physics lens, that it is every probability of who you are, the potential of you being anything and having anything and experiencing anything is just out there in an infinite field in, at a certain frequency. And through your conscious attention and your emotional state, you can bring that into fruition. So you would have to be willing to take all of that off first to try this on. You couldn't put this conversation on, on top of, but I'm not worthy of money and money is evil and money's bad and you got to work hard for it and it takes a long time. All those are stories because we all know someone who's attracted money fast. They've attracted it easy. We know people that have worked their whole life and been good and never made money. And we know people that have been really bad and never made money. And we know vice versa as well. So what we tend to do is create these blanket statement stories about the way the world is. And we stop thinking that those are opinions and observations. And we say, no, that's just how it is. That's fact. That's reality. And we must be willing to take that all off. Like I always use this example of what would it be like if you were born today, like today was your first day out of the proverbial womb, if you will, <laughs> I'm getting a little graphic, but like imagine you're born right now, but you can still, you have cognitive abilities, you can speak, but you have no prior memory. You have no prior memory of past trauma, past events, upsets, failures, the time that kid laughed at you in school, the time you were picked on or bullied or that first big failure you made at your big ball game. You don't have any of that stuff with you. And you're just born today in this moment. And then you listen to this podcast and this person says, tune to the frequency of the thing that you want, focus your attention on it and stay there with a positive emotional state and it's yours. You wouldn't need to worry about, but I'm not worthy but I'm not good enough, but I'm not deserving. That's all stuff we learned. Try that on for a moment. Try on what that would feel like to be born today. Would you really come out of this womb with an inherent knowing that I'm not good enough? Or is that something that we picked up over time because experiences in our life might have and I'm putting this in air quotes, told us. Now, they didn't actually tell us, but we saw evidence of that, and we made that mean, oh, therefore I'm not good enough, or I'm not worthy of this, or I'm not deserving, or blah, blah, blah. Not true. 
So this has nothing to do with money being going to those who deserve it, money going to those who work hard for it, work longer for it, or those who put out the most effort, or even provide the most value. It just is science. But you'd have to be willing to try this on. And you'd have to be willing to do it. Here's the like trap. Here's where like, ah, I gotcha, is that it doesn't work if there isn't 100% faith and believability. If you do this doubting, if you do this in fear, if you do this rolling your eyes, it just, it doesn't work. It takes a 100% embracing of the unknown. Trust fully. Like that Zen saying that I say, leap and the net will appear. I don't mean, all right, think about it for a long time, wait, hem and haw, and scratch your head, wait for that net to appear, then go leap. <laughs> nope, I mean leap. Leap and the net will appear. Okay, last quote for you. This is Abraham Hicks. A manifestation is simply physical evidence of your dominant vibration. If what is in your life right now is stuff that's unwanted, this is simply evidence of the dominant vibration that you've been holding. And the vibration is your energy frequency. And we can tell what our frequency is by how we feel. So if you want to raise your frequency, we need to find a way to move you into a more positive feeling emotional state. And if we stay there longer and set an intention, like start daydreaming more about what you want, but not from a place of wanting it, from a place of it's done, show me, this is it, thank you. I can't wait to see this. This is coming, it's like Christmas day, oh my gosh, I'm so excited, right? Then we would start to experience new manifestations. So that's it. Where does money come from? Money is energy. It comes from this quantum field of infinite possibility. There's not just some like vault of money like Scrooge McDuck and there's a finite supply of it and people are finding a way to get theirs and when they get theirs, it means there's less for you. All that story, everything you're saying is the thing that's pushing it away because what you say must then be true. Like we're screwed. It's, a, it's everything's a self-fulfilling prophecy. So anybody can't argue with me on this because, you know, it's that phrase that Henry Ford said, right? Whether you think you can or you can't, you're right. You'll always be right. Whatever story you tell and whatever argument you make, you're right. Because that's what you'll see evidence of because that's what you'll create. Your thoughts are creating. And not just your thoughts, but the stories. Because your thoughts get turned into these habitual thoughts, these beliefs, these stories, and that's all you'll see evidence of. So when you get clear on what you want, don't argue yourself out of it. Tell a new story. Tell a new story where money doesn't come from effort, that you don't need to be deserving of it, and see what happens. I'm James Wedmore. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode. Hey, if you know anyone that you think would really benefit from this episode, you know, maybe you want to start to introduce them to this stuff slowly and easily because you've seen how hard they're working. And you know, they've got that desire, that fire within them, but something's off. Just like maybe that was for you at one time. I know that was for me for a long time. Send this to them. 
we'll set them straight. <laughs> we'll open their mind. Thank you so much. I appreciate all the support. I check iTunes every day for all your ratings, your, your reviews. Special thanks to Megan Hall, Miriam Shulman, to Ava, to Corey, to Jen Conger. Really appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. I'll see you on the next episode. Take care. For years, I filled my head with every course, strategy, and tactic, yet I still struggled. I worked 12 to 14 hour days every single day trying to build an online business, yet I still had nothing to show for it. And you may be feeling this way as well. Maybe you're starting to think that the solution is to work more, to work harder, to start saying yes to the things that you know you shouldn't be saying yes to. And if this doesn't stop right now, where do you think you're going to end up? You see, what most struggling entrepreneurs never, ever realize is that your business and the results you have right now are simply a reflection of you. They're a reflection of you and the entrepreneur that you're being. And sadly, most people running businesses today don't have a clue how to actually be an entrepreneur. Now, that's why they try to rely on the old, outdated strategies that hardworking employees use to get ahead. You know, things like work harder, work longer, rely on your sweat equity, and of course, do what you're told. But you and I both know that being a successful entrepreneur is anything but that. And that's why I want to peel back the curtain to show you exactly how I've been running and operating my multiple seven-figure online business for years now. And quite frankly, it's different than anything you've ever heard before. I've spent the past six months producing an eight-part mini-series entitled The Rise of the Digital CEO in order to help transform inner-driven entrepreneurs like yourself into who you need to become in order to grow and operate a thriving business that actually runs itself instead of it running you. Plus, I'll show you the five core ingredients that you simply can't do without if you want more scalability and consistency in your business. So if you're ready to step into that digital CEO role that you know you are meant for, head on over to www.jameswedmore.com forward slash rise right now. My business was transformed literally overnight. In less than five months, working a full-time corporate job, being a mommy to an eight-year-old boy, I grew my email list from 180 to 5,400 in less than five months. And the transformation has been huge, radical. I feel like I have those missing pieces that are really gonna allow me to scale my business and just absolutely have the most amazing breakthrough year. And it's transformed me into a, a better entrepreneur, a better businessman. Allowed me to do a six-figure beta launch uh, with a live event and all of that in May. You're teaching us skills. You're giving us skills. You're giving us the opportunity to do things that are really important, uh, having an impact in other people's lives. But the other thing that it's allowing us to do is to live a life of our own choosing.